Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. It's time for Tea Talk with Urban Green and Emily Gonzalez. So listen up. Grab your cups and, and pinkies, pinkies up. up. It's time to talk. Hi. Woo. We're here, baby. Hey, y'all. What's up, people? Oh my goodness. Welcome back to another episode of Tea Talk. Yay! <laughs> oh gosh, how are you, Emily? I am well. How are you? you? Are. Well, I am well too. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Let's tell the people what we got going on. Our special guest of today is none other than the Hope Disguise. Oh the my one gosh. and only. Yes, the one and only trans activist and social media personality who's definitely full of personality. Um, it's a so star. It's a star. Put some respect on her name. Okay? Put some respect on her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to bring Hope out in just a little bit. So we're going to get to know her with our usual Who You Is segment. Ask those hard-hitting questions that you want to know the answers to. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and get into Let Me Tell You Something, because there are a couple people that are recently in the headlines, at least, um, that are just kind of really going to different directions. And we just want to, <laughs> you know, just want to lead them somewhere, you know. Bring them um, back to the path of Bring them back to the path. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Emily, what, what do we got going on for tea time? Well, we're going to be talking about the chased or the chaser. Which are you? Mm-hmm. Which one are you? You better know. And then we're going to jump back into some character improv. All three of us are from Miami. So we're going to just kind of go off that Miami flair. But more on that later. So, Emily, tell me, baby, how was your week? My week was uh, full of growth and change and healing and whatnot. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds like you went to a damn Manny Petty and a spa and a damn vacation all at once. What the hell? You know what I wish, but we're still not making money off this podcast, so clearly I can't do that right now. Hey, but hey, don't you come for me. Don't you come for me. Don't you come for me in this opportunity. You hear me? How was your week, darling? Uh, my week was really interesting. Um, it's been a wonderful week. I can't really go into too much publicly at this moment. Um, yeah, under some kind of contracts and things like that. But I will say that your boy's been booking. Your boy's been booking and your boy's been working. And there's been a lot of opportunity and opportunity for growth and healing and all this (laughs) as well. And I can't wait to share it with people. I mean, if you want to know, just check out my social media in the next couple of weeks and and then you'll, you'll know Irving Green LA and everywhere. You know, but without further ado, let's bring out trans activist and social media star Hope Disguised. Hey, 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 baby. How are thou? Oh, that is real good. How are thou? <laughs> How are thou? I'm, I'm, I'm complicated right now, but you know, like a relationship status, yeah, mm-hmm. like a whole relationship status with myself. I am very much so complicated right now. I am okay. okay. All right. Well, we're so happy that you are here. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us from your busy schedule of saving the world and spreading hope. Thank you. 
I be trying, you know, I try to, I try to give to the, the people when I can. Yeah. Because the children are our future, and I believe wholeheartedly. <laughs> those things. I'm just kidding. Thank um, you, Mike. Jack, thank you. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, we need to know who you is. We want to know those those answers, okay, that you keep there, that you spread with the world, but we want we want our listeners to also know too. So are you ready for a little interview? Sure. All right, let's do it. Who you is? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know whose fucking voice that was. It was some weirdo. Don't um, really hot voice, though, I must say. Oh, thank you whoever, to whoever he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I feel like I'm cheating on a test because I already have the pleasure of knowing you. But um, what is one thing you want the people to know about you? Okay, well, see, that's hard. Because one thing, I mean, I'm an open book, so pretty much I kind of, I had a lot of things. But I guess the one <laughs> thing know is uh, that I'm really passionate about what I do. And so um, anything that I put my name on, anything that I put my brand next to, around, up in, all in, through, if I slide by it, <laughs> I am mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm a go-getter. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, well, tell me, you know, what does trans mean to you? Because you're very outspoken. You're very, you very, you, you know, you protect and speak up about trans rights and injustices. And I mean, not just for trans people, but for, you know, LGBT, LGBT people as a whole and black people too. Um, but what does trans mean to you though? Um, that's a loaded question. Um, honestly, I, I have not figured that out. It's okay. not that I, I haven't really thought about the definition as it pertains to me as a, as a person. I think that as of right now, if I had to give you a blanket statement answer, because I know it'll change, mm-hmm. uh, right now it's, it's, it's freedom, right? Mm. It's the, the will to kind of control thing, um, as I see fit to do them. I think that trans right now is is also um it was my hope right it was it was like mm. my my cliche version of hope uh the thing that kind of got me out of like this disgusting funk and the thing that continues to get me out of this disgusting funk so it, it is just this undeniable feeling of freedom because I got to feel something and then act upon the way that I felt immediately I didn't have to beg anybody for their permission like that that's at least for me now at this point okay. in my transition. Okay. Wow, thank you. That's beautiful. So one way that you bring this message of hope and your journey and all of that is through Late Nights with Hope, which I am an avid watcher. Oh, <laughs> um, what inspired that? What made you feel like this is something I need to do? You know what? When I first got online it wasn't something that I planned on doing all the time. Literally, mm-hmm. the first video that I had that went viral, like, I think right now it's probably like 300,000 views or something like that, mm-hmm. was when, um, what was it? It was the, it was right after the, um, the bills had passed and LGBT marriage was, le- well, LGBT marriage was made legal. Mm-hmm. And there was so much pushback and this backlash and all these like bigots were just like going crazy and I made this one video and then that one video of course turned into the 300,000 view video now to some people that's not a lot because you get some YouTubers that will clock that in a day you know right 
for me, it was um, it was just like, if I can impact this many people with the way that I feel about this one particular topic, why not talk to them more? And so then mm-hmm. what happened was I started to do what I call midday messages. And those were just like little tidbits. Like, you know, like I would get on camera if I like had a, an epiphany in the airport, I would be like, you know what? Like, don't let anybody blah, 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 blah. And that's my midday message from Hope. Or you know what, when you're standing in the line at Walmart and somebody does blah, 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 this is my midday message from Hope. And then I started to realize that people be at work. <laughs> so um, I was like, you know what, they just be at work and they be missing my midday messages and I want to I wanna touch everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to do Late Nights with Hope because one night I got out of rehearsal and you guys know, because um, you both are part of the theater world that um, sometimes those rehearsals run to like 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. And I got on rehearsal one night at like maybe 11. And I got online and it was like 70, 80, 90 people watching at one time. Now, of course, nowadays, like that's nothing. But like when the live feature first started, it was like uncanny to have like 100 people watching at one time. Mm-hmm. And and so um, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? If this is when I'm going to get the most viewers, this is when I'm going to talk to them. And it was just really late at night, and you're with me. And so I was like, late nights with hope. <laughs> and <laughs> it just kind of stuck because people started to really like look forward to them, and people were upset when I didn't go live, you know. And they were like in my inbox, like we should talk about this tomorrow. And so I decided to just kind of keep it going, and that's kind of like what sparked it. Wow, all right. That's funny. Girl, it's I like A plus B equals C. I know. <laughs> I'll be mad when I don't see my late nights with Hope, okay? I'll be mad. <laughs> She'd be writing hate letters, fucking definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned theater and how our background is there, which, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, back in high school and back in Miami High, because, you know, we were all we were all the celebrities, me, you, and Emily, you know, we, we were just known uh-huh. for, you know, Emily was known for her beauty and smarts, and I was known for the yeah. acting, and you were known for your dance. Yes, Lord. Now, yeah. Where... Where does your relationship with dance stand nowadays? Mm, child, I don't remember the last time I've seriously done choreography or danced, to be perfectly honest. Um, I just haven't. Um, and I would like to blame my college, my university for that. But I can't because I feel like, you know, people do what they want to do. Um, but I, I will say that, like, it did kind of sort of, like, push me to a point where... I got comfortable not dancing. So I'm not going to say that like my university experience like was the, the reason, but I will say it pushed me to a point where I was comfortable not being on the dance floor. And like, especially for you guys who both know me, like that was really uncanny. Like if there was music, I was there. And yeah. so it, it's just kind of like when I got to Alabama State and there were so many different like caveats about what I was supposed to do and the things that I was supposed to look like and and the way that I was supposed to perform. It didn't matter that I was good because they were so focused on my personal life that I wouldn't get casted anyway. And it had nothing to do with whether I knew the the piece. It had nothing to do with whether or not I was executing. It had everything to do with, well, when he at the time gets off of the stage, they're going to know and they're going to see that he's the boy that wears tutus 
and you know pink leg warmers and had braids and that was the thing like I was just not I didn't fit their image outside of the stage and they were more so worried about the entire picture and not just the performance and so mm. it was just kind of like after a while I just stopped auditioning and then wow. after not auditioning I just stop dancing because it's kind of like it was a difference when I was in high school and there was always something to do and there was like little dances and there were always somebody to perform with and then you had dance every day in the gym like there was a reason and then I just felt like when you get to college on a collegiate level you're doing things for the right to make it out here as a dancer as an actor you're trying to solidify yourself and so you want to get as good as you get as good as you can in your craft so that when you go to these competitions when you go out in the real world and you go see you can slay and I just felt like I wasn't getting the opportunities to do any of those things. So I was like, you know what? I mean, I'll sit out, I'll sit out, I'll sit out, which is why I am no longer Irving size and I'm my size. Because oh, stop. Because Irving ain't even Irving size anymore, bitch. Let me tell you. 25. Uh huh. Both of y'all shut up. Y'all fine. Just yeah. stop it. I just want to hear you say it. Thanks. Uh-huh. Clearly, fishing. Yeah, that, that, that is just, I think that that's what happened with dance. I There was a multitude of different things that I do know that that was like the main, I think if I had to narrow it down, that was my main reason for being comfortable with not dancing anymore. I still love to dance. Like when I'm at home, like there's always music going here. I don't have cable like on purpose because I don't watch TV. I'll come home and literally like turn on my Alexa and just listen to my music. So it's still a very big part of me, but it's not something that I've done in a performance aspect lately. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I need to see you dancing again. Yes. Okay, I understand. Like, I didn't know, you know, that all of that that you went through, it's Alabama, so I can, I, now I, you know, now I get it. Um, but, you know, I need to see you dancing again. The people need to see you dancing again. I, there was a, there was a, a shine and an energy and a trance, I would, I would say, that would occur when you did dance. Like, you were on stage, but you weren't. You were there, but you, but you, like, it was, it was this experience. And, and the, the world needs to see that. And so when you bring your ass out here to L.A., <laughs> as you are planning to, I have more than enough contacts to get you those gigs, to get you seen, to get you into classes and things like that, um, to get you back dancing. Because trust me, Hope Disguise is more than welcome here, and and we'll get we'll get you we'll get you there. We'll get you back to where you were and beyond. It's definitely something that I'm because I'm, I'm gonna have to bust my ass back into it. But dance kept me in shape. Like that's what people people always ask me like, oh, did you work out? Like no, bitch, I danced every day of my life <laughs> for four every years. day, all day. Every day. From one chair to the next chair, right. this bitch was making splits and pirouettes and yeah. and all of this shit from one point to the oh, other. Do not give it. People literally thought that like I worked out. I was like, no, I did not get this body from working out. I got this body from dancing. Every well, maybe, well, maybe we could do a dance class together because I need to do something. Child, I... both of you laid out that first class. <laughs> <laughs> We don't look crazy when we go to the other place. <laughs> That's fine. I look crazy all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So going back, since we're kind of back in that 
high school time when we all met and all of that and that passion that you have for dancing and what would you say now to your 15 year old self knowing what you know now bitch i don't know if i want to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys we're gonna have them hard-hitting questions oh my like, y'all do have some good questions i like this but i don't like this um okay 15 year old self it's gonna suck to say this it really is gonna suck to say this but I would tell my 15-year-old self, when you see James, avoid it. And I only say that because he was the best worst part of my entire life. And he caused me the most pain that any human being could possibly have caused me in my entire life. And he never laid a finger on me. And I just felt like... If I could tell 15-year-old me something, it would be just to avoid that. Like, it's, it's, the good times just weren't, what, the good times were not worth the amount of, like, heartache, the weight loss, my hair falling out, the constant need to talk about him, the constant, even now, even now, like, it's been seven years, and I still feel the need when I'm around people that know the situation to talk about him, and I just feel like it's crippling, and so I feel like if I could go back, I just would, I don't, I don't even think I would acknowledge him, because he really, number one, didn't even think that, like, he was my type, and so I know he probably would have never spoken to me outside of, like, a high or a bi situation, and so I feel like if I could go back, I would go back to that day in the library and I would be like, bitch, you stay your ass over here. Don't you walk over there and say nothing to that little short midget man because he's going to hurt you. You stay your ass over here. Um, but yeah, like I think honestly, because a lot of the issues that I had, even at home, stemmed from the fact that my mom hated him. And so I would get in trouble so that I couldn't see him. So like, even when I think about like, oh, like telling myself to do other things, a lot of my issues stemmed from the fact that I was with him. Not because he was a bad person, but just because my mom didn't like him, and then there was all this other stuff, and then yeah. now, like, later, there's still, like, these issues that I haven't worked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I, I'm, I'm still bitter, and I'm still jaded, and I'm still a little hurt, and I don't, I just, I don't think it's worth it. Well, honey, that's perfectly normal. And, you know, I will say this, because, you know, here I am being all Mr. Oh, and, like, you know, in the in the in the matrix, as Diaz Madison said a couple of yeah. episodes ago. Um, yeah, I think what will help you, and it won't be the end all be all, but what will definitely help is when you do meet that person that's literally going to come into your life, and you'll be like, "Whoa, this is what I was missing. This is what this is what's I could what I could be partnered with." Like, you feel like a partnership. You wouldn't feel at first like, oh, my God, the feelings and the love and all that stuff. You'll feel like, this is my partner. This person is going to do things with me, and we're going to do this together. And when you when you meet that person, like, I think it'll make everything that happened with James, you know, go away at, at, over time, you know, like, um, at least heal. I, to be perfectly honest, I think I have met that person. Um, oh. And so, okay, um, grab your teacups. Breaking mirrors, <laughs> breaking mirrors. Yeah, I think I think I've met that person. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think I've met him, and he's really amazing. Um, oh, wonderful. It just yeah. makes you makes you like literally compare to your what you've been through before, and you're just like, I'll over that, this to that, this you to know that. What? 
that would be too much shade, and I'm not sure if James, <laughs> like, so I'm really not, like, I'm not sure if James, like, sneak watches this show, so that would be too much shade in, in saying what I have to say. Like, I think that's, like, a frame conversation for after the show. Like, okay. trust, yeah, exactly what you just said, Irving, for real, for real. Like, he, mm-hmm. this new guy is definitely one of those guys that makes me look back at the situation and be like, mm-hmm. oh, like, like, yeah, like, oh, so. well, best of luck with that. Best of luck. Um, so you know, we got a lot going on in the world, and I just need to know. I need some help. Okay. Okay. I need some advice for the rest of us, but especially as a black trans woman in Trump's America, how do you survive? What do we do? Hope, give us some hope. She had to sip for that one. Yeah. <laughs> pinky up and all. Everything. Pinky is up. How are we going to do this? Let me tell y'all something. I I have honestly made peace with the idea that it's happening. Any shit we can do about it is happening. And to wallow in it is to be a part of the problem. What we have to do is start to become progressive action. We need to be moving. We need to be making, you know, the forward motions to get these people who can have him impeached, impeach him. We need to let people know that this is not just a a, a Facebook meme this time. We're not just calling him a Cheeto because we don't like his hair. We're calling (laughs) him a Cheeto because he's unjust and the things that he does are unjust and the things that he stands for are unjust and the people that he stands with are unjust. And so Mm -hmm. not only does he need to go, but the people that came with him need to go. Um, A lot of that can be done by knowing your rights, knowing the law, and then getting around people who also know it a little bit better than you. I can't sit up here and say like, oh, I know every piece of legislation there is to know. But Mm -hmm. I think that by equipping ourselves with people who do, we can further this bullshit. And I think that everybody is on different corners of the earth earth right now. Like literally, I'm in Texas, Irving is in Cali, and Emily is in Miami. And so I'm sure that we're not the only three people having this conversation right now. There's a group of 20 people having this conversation at a Starbucks in the back, you know? And, like, I just feel like if these conversations come out of the coffee shops and they come out of the classrooms, they come out of the, you know, the political science room, mm-hmm. we'll actually be able to do something. But until then, we have to grin and bear it. But grinning and bearing it does not mean staying silent. And I think that that's what a lot of us have done. We've turned it into, oh, we're going to talk about it everywhere except the places that it's important. And then we put the, the, the weight of all of this on people like Maxine Waters, on people like Laverne Cox for the trans community, on mm-hmm. men that are, are, that are Black and have to deal with that in legislation. And so we force people of color in high places to speak for us as a majority when we have to realize that those people of color don't have things that we do. And so if we want them to be ready, aimed, and, you know, honored to fire when this whole thing goes down, because it will go down, we need to equip them with what they need to know. And so my biggest goal is writing letters to these people, writing letters to the Cox people, and having material. Whether she gets them or not, I have no fucking clue. But I'm doing my part in trying to make sure that I can use my three degrees of separation to get my message to her. I may not know Laverne, but I know Angelica Ross very well. And Angelica hangs out with her like every other fucking day. They're on him together. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to talk to Janet Mock like personally, but I have her personal email that she definitely talks to me back and forth through. And so like those are the things that you have to equip those people with because they are in a, tax, a different tax bracket. 
So the trans girl problems that I'm having, I need the trans girl problems that they're having and vice versa. So when they go in, they can't just go with all these upper purple things and then we expect things to happen for us and then they go up there and they say, well, we talk to them and nothing is done for us. So um, I just think that that's going to be the best way is to use our resources and use them effectively so that everybody can kind of like get through this until it's over. Okay. Okay. Well, as M- M- Maxine Waters, reclaiming my time, reclaiming exactly. my time. Exactly. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. <laughs> can you explain to my co- to me why I did not get a response to the uh, May 23rd letter? <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Thank you, Hope. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was really good. Now we know who you is. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, we got to talk about some people who are going in new different directions. We got Taylor Swift, or the new Taylor Swift. And I, she's, she's someone else these days. And, of course, we have the ever-so-present white supremacist. We just want to just... <laughs> your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's time, you know, to tell these people a little something about themselves. So let's do it. Let me tell you something. Okay. First and foremost, I have no idea what the fuck is going on with Taylor Swift. Like, I was trying to be down... <laughs> I really like, I was trying to be down and all I kept seeing was the pictures of her and all these gay boys in like very formation stands kind mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. Um but I have not heard the song. I have not seen the video. I you haven't heard the song. Oh. Okay, well we can't play the song because you know we don't want her to kill us, but I, I'll say some of the lyrics here. It's called Look What You Made Me Do. Okay. Okay. And she's like, I don't like your little games, don't like your tight your tilted stage. The role you made me play of the fool, no, I don't like you. I don't like your perfect crime, how you laugh when you lie. You said the gun was mine, isn't cool, no, I don't like you. Ooh. Um, and then she's like, I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. I've just got, I've got a list of names and yours is in red, underlined. I checked it twice, then I checked I checked it once and I checked it twice. Oh, and then the chorus is, ooh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what me well, look what you just made me do. Look what you made me just made me do. Ooh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. That's cool. <laughs> you did not do that justice, RJ. No, I <laughs> um, you know, let's just be real right here. I just want to sing it because I know if we get, ooh, look what she made me do. That's how it is. Like, oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, no. like it, it has like a porn star, like kind of. No, that's kind of like she just killed someone and she's like, oh, what you made. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I don't get the. I I don't even get how that's formation esque, unless like the formation part came from the video itself. Yeah, I think that, I think that's what it was. The video was very formation like. I mean, Todrick Hall was in it, who, you know, I who I adore and I, I work with here and there. He was in it. Yeah, Todrick was in it. He was sitting, he was standing right next to her. Um, in the in the formation of, of the guys there, yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it was really cool. So I, I I like the fact that you know that was happening, and it was kind of very forma- formation like because uh, the way they were setting, they were wearing the gold and the black and and things, and um, people were like replaced some of the lyrics with um, I got mayonnaise in my bag swag. Um, Corniest shit ever, by the way. I got mayonnaise in my bag. Like, come on, people. Yeah. You couldn't think of anything else. Like, 
to me, I, I don't like, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't give my full opinion. I really can't. Mm-hmm. When I saw the picture, I did not think formation. If anything, I felt like it was like Vogue. Like, okay. I, I can see like, that too. I felt like, because to me, all I saw was a bunch of queens. Like, I felt like I saw Todrick, but I wasn't sure if it was him. Yeah, but I when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, this is like, Vogue, like I feel like whatever happened in this video, it was it was like a big yes party. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, I wanna I wanna watch whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple of pictures that I was seeing was like the memes about the 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 lyrics being replaced, and then like Beyonce's picture on the top, and then her on the bottom. And like mm-hmm. I, I still couldn't come up with a correlation to me. To be perfectly honest, because I was like. Taylor is half dressed with a whole bunch of queens behind her, and Beyonce definitely looked like she was trying to make a, a bigger statement with her yeah. piece. So well, I the statement I that Taylor's it. making is um, there's a there's a break in the song, and it says the phone rings or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, cause she's dead. So that's what she says. So the old Taylor's gone." And now we have, look what you made me do, Taylor. She's here. Yeah. So I she think... replaced Miley Cyrus. Uh, mm. uh, okay. Mm. I think that, I mean, first of all, why are we comparing it to formation? I, I don't know. Uh, the visuals. was its whole own thing. But the visuals are very similar. You have to admit the visuals are similar. Okay. And that just means she's a copycat. Anyways. Um, I think that this is just her, like, oh, you guys got bored of me, and clearly nobody's buying the records, and nobody's getting me for interviews, and nobody gives a fuck anymore, so let me come out with this poppy, new, sexy version of myself, Mighty Cyrus, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, been there, done that, bought that t-shirt, returned it, left it in the 90s, so she's not doing anything new, child. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Avril Lavigne, but in reverse. Avril Lavigne was angry at first, and she came I back like, "Hello, Kitty." Like, right. Except I really kind of wish Avril would have stayed like really bubblegum poppy. I was, I was digging boyfriend Avril Lavigne. I was totally about, I was about. That. Yeah, I liked yeah. booty Avril. Like, yeah, I, I was, I was, I like. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like them both, but I was really digging the the pink streaks and the the skater girl skirts like for a while. I was, I liked that Avril. She yeah. Um, but yeah. What? Well, okay. Well, a lot of people are saying that the song has something to do with uh, Kanye and Kim Kardashian. Of course it fucking does. They can't find that girl's face. Of course it does. Because she does that in every song. She played Joe Jonas's breakup voicemail on one of her songs. She made a song called Dear Joe because she dated John Mayer. No, Dear John, excuse me, not Dear Joe. She made a song about... um, was a really hot guy. Damn it, I can't remember his name. She makes a song about every drama she has. That's been her whole entire fucking career. Has been, I'm going to get in drama, and I'm going to make a song about it. And you're going to know that it's about that. Okay, and why the fuck aren't we doing that? Because there's a couple people that we definitely could make some goddamn songs off of and make some money. <laughs> okay, but apparently Kim has been quiet about what's happening. Um, this is Cody She's Yahoo. in her mansion with her husband and her two children and I, her heavy ass ring and her makeup line. It's kind of like you can't come at the queen and king of petty 
and expect them to give you a response when you're Thank like a you. in the petty. You know, like they didn't even have a commentary when Rob was going through that shit with Black China. You were being don't explain something to you and your motherfucking mocha frappe, pumpkin spice drinking ass. Like, girl, like if that's her goal, she failed miserably. Well, remember when the whole leak tape with them came out and whatnot about the phone call and the music video? Yeah. Um, Kim posted, you know, this is on July 17th. 2060, she was like, wait, it's legit National Snake Day. They have holidays for everybody. I mean, everything these days. And a bunch of snaking emojis. Well, Taylor went on her Instagram three days ago, and she posted the snake video reclaiming her snake. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, is yeah, there's hidden messages in it, and we don't have time to go over all of it, but somebody made Taylor do something, and now she's going to get a couple million from it. So... Stop making Taylor do shit. Katie, by the way, too, which she's been riding that coattail for uh, how long now? We need to stop talking to Taylor because she's just going to get rich off of you. Stop talking (laughs) to the bitch. Stop confronting her. Say hi and bye. Walk past her in traffic. I mean, what what y'all got to say to Taylor? Okay, so let me say, let me tell you something. Taylor, let me tell you something. You need to stop being into confrontations with people and just be a pretty country singing white girl. That was really cute look for you. You were in a market that, you know, that you were demolishing compared to other artists. And just keep it that way. You know, let Miley, let Katie, let, you know, let, let hell, Jesse J, let them do this. And you just go back to that. Okay? All right. That's what I got to say. Hope, what do you want to tell? You know, present it. You know how you want to say it. Uh, okay. Let me tell you something, Taylor. Okay, bitch. I live for your music. (laughs) And if you ever want to pay for my entire transition, bitch, feel free to do so. I'm dead. Now, see, you really try not to have problems with the bitch. Okay, all right. All right, Emily. Taylor, honey, sweetheart, darling, you can sing and you can write a song. You used to do it. We all remember. Stop trying to get famous off other people. You had your own talent and your own right. Get over your shit and be you again. Okay. All right. Moving on to the white supremacists because they have resurfaced. I I know, I know, but they're still here. Okay. So they've resurfaced um, because people are planning a 10-day march from Charlottesville to Washington, and it's set to begin tomorrow, actually. This is courtesy of Jezebel. Uh, let's see. Uh, a few hours ago, as of yesterday, a coalition which started in Charlottesville announced the March to Confront White Supremacy, a 10-day march which starts on Monday, August 28th in Charlottesville and <laughs> passes by Confederate sites along the route and culminates in, in an occupation in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, September 6th. The march is broken up into an average of roughly 12 miles per day, but participants may choose however many days they wish. This sounds like the potential beginnings of another Occupy movement, as the D.C. occupation occupation will continue for an intermediate, uh, undetermined amount of time. Uh, What do you guys think? I feel like um, this is like a bad uh, herpes outbreak that I keep thinking it goes away and then that shit gets real infected real quick, real bad kind of shit. All right. Well, well, this is people who are protesting. I don't want you guys to think this is people who are who are with them. This is people who are protesting. Who are against them? Yeah, going to confront white supremacy. Yeah, don't. Okay. this isn't the white supremacists now. Okay. Kudo, 
kudos to my people who want to confront these low IQ ignoramuses motherfuckers. <laughs> Excuse my friends, my français. Um, do I think that this is just gonna make more backlash and then the white supremacists gotta protest the non-white supremacist protest and then the white supremacist non-protest is gonna uh, protest again? This is just never gonna end. So when are we gonna let this shit? When are we gonna let them look like assholes and just let them look like assholes? Because we're paying them dust at this point. I'm going to have to disagree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I respect your disagreement. <laughs> and I throw my truth finger at. Um. So the reason I'm going to have to disagree with that is because affirmative action got shit done. Mm. We are the generation of everybody making Facebook videos and YouTube videos. We're the generation of the college campus sit-in. We are the generation of the I'm going to do something particularly in my own community and get on my community news for doing something in my own community. It is refreshing for me to see that people who have been affected by something and want to truly see change are becoming the change they want to see. And especially that they're so dedicated that this is not a one-day march around Washington. This right. isn't a one-day march around Charlottesville. This is a 10-day march that stands for something. And I feel like those were those things that really created the change. Those bus boycotts, those sit-ins, Rosa Parks taking a moment to do something that she knew was going to get her thrown in jail. And so I feel like along the way, this is a very dangerous thing, but people who do the dangerous things get the work done. And I applaud them. And I applaud everybody who's thinking about it. I applaud everybody who's going to do it. And I, I'm sending all of my loves and things with them. And if I didn't have a job and needed to pay my bills and everything, I would probably definitely go and be there because I think that those, these are the things that are going to help create the change. People can see a thousand and one videos from some angry bitches online trying to become famous, but when you see the regular people who don't really have anything else. And so they're like, you know what, since I can't make a video, since I'm not a vocal person, since I'm not this and that, I'm going to march. That's when they, they that's when they start to feel it. When the average Joe Schmo, when the average, you know, everyday dad gets up and, and takes off of his job to come and march, you know it's real. And then you can't ignore it, you know? So um, I'm going to disagree. I, I definitely think that it's, it's, it's necessary and it's needed. I think that hatred only gets up for a moment. But when you got a lot of people that believe in what's right, it, it sticks, and that's why hatred has always lost its battles. People can only hate some shit that don't make sense for so long. After a while, they have to stop hating they realize it don't make sense. Right. Mm. Um, or they do it in, in, behind, you know, costumes, like they've been doing. So that's just, you know, I don't know. I applaud these people, and I think that it's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I really hope that it's true, and I hope that they start marching, because I'm going to be on it like, why don't I? Love it. No, I, I totally agree with you. I don't want you to think that I have anything against, like, the against people protesting against these ignorant, right. stupid white supremacists. But uh, it's just, I feel like they're getting, they're, they're feeding off of this fucking energy in a way. They love it. They see any discord and they're like leeches. They're like, oh, we're causing a stir. You know what I'm saying? We're making white people be louder now and now they're going to hate more because we, we, all right, now it's like you're fucking supercharging Frankenstein at this point, the monster's awake. So like, I want this motherfucker to trip on something and fall, and the brains fall out, and this shit just goes to sleep. 
I, I know that like that's a fantasy a, world. I feel like it's a necessary evil, though, right. that comes with this. Um, because you have two choices in the situation. You have two choices. You have one choice to march and to stand up and make your voice louder, or you have the other choice to just be quiet and let theirs get louder. So, so that's that's the that's the choice, and, and both of them come with their own challenges. So, I want to address the white supremacists and get them ready for such an event. Um, so, let me tell you something, white supremacists. Uh, hi. Um, first of all, um, you need to stop. You need to stop with all of that. Um, we're tired of it. We're sick of it. You, you know, you can do whatever you want to try to do. But, you know, at this point, you can call us the minority, but we are the majority, okay, when it really comes down to it. So we're coming for you, boo. We ain't backing down. We ain't running around town. We ain't scared of your hoods, honey. We got hoods, too. So we ain't worried about none of that. And your time is here, but it will soon be done. Emily, what do you want to tell them? Um white supremacist by Felicia and uh, I haven't heard my, that in a little bit <laughs> to my non-white supremacist white people who are representing for equality and non-hate and, and love and peace go forth and conquer and uh, hopefully we're bringing the tumors to the forefront so we can cut them shits out and get rid of the cancer that is hate okay hope um White supremacists, I just want you to know that it takes more energy to hate somebody than it does to allow them to just be. I think if you really want to show people of color how to stick it to them, it's easier for you to continue to be successful off of old money. It's easier for you to continue to benefit off of white privilege. It is easier for you to continue to do nothing and get everything than it is for you to be a bigot. You see, that requires energy, and it requires time, and you have to stop taking care of your trust fund to do it. And so if you're really smart and you wanted to stick it to the, the, the lazy Black people of America and the Mexicans and all of the people that have come and squandered on your land that you stole from somebody else and then squandered, um, you know, you should probably just continue to just be your white ass because... Yeah, no, that, that's the easy way out in America these days. One more thing, I actually wanted to say this last episode when we were talking about a similar thing. We were talking about what happened in Charlottesville, and I discussed it with somebody else, and it just clicked. Half of these white Southern people who are white supremacists, I'm sorry, but your moms and your grandma and your great-grandmother were all raised by black women, okay? They cleaned your homes, they cooked your food. And they raised you while your mama was planning the tea party. Your black nanny was taking care of you. And probably your daddy too, but we ain't gonna go there. So quit it with that nonsense of hating the very women and the very men that plowed your fields and took care of your children and gave you that wealth that you are not living on. So please and thank you. Get over yourself. Okay, there we go. Thank you, ladies. Let's get into today's tea time. Ooh. Tea time. <laughs> yes, guys. Tea time topic of the day. 
is the chased or the chaser? We want to know which one you are. Um, now, Emily, this is your your uh, topic that you came up with. Can you help us out? What 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 are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so I had a very dear friend of mine send me a video from this man who I've seen other videos of him. I think he kind of prides himself on giving women really good, great dating advice and um, explaining men, you know. <laughs> Um, and he was explaining that the majority of men will not approach a woman or a man for that matter. Um, but in this case, he was talking about heterosexual men, um, that the 1% that will are always the loudest men in the room. And part of the reason why they're the loudest men in the room and they're the only men that you meet is because they're doing this with multiple people. And that's why you keep saying, I keep meeting the same men, because the nice, quiet, shy guys who maybe want to approach you don't, or the ones who are looking for the right moment may see you with your friends at a club. Like if I go to a gay club with Irving or a club in general with Irving, they're not going to assume he's gay. So they might think I'm with my boyfriend. Or if you're with a brother, you're with another guy friend or a family member. So these men are either waiting for a good time or too scared to do so. So he brought up the question, like, should we chase? Do you chase? Is that wrong? Is that crazy? Is that, you know, as a female or we all in this room happen to date men? Um, so my question is, what has been your experience? Are you the approacher? Are you the approachee? Has it been equal? Have you been in both situations? What are you guys' thoughts? Huh. Oh, take it away. <laughs> so, in certain situations, I have definitely, but you know what? No, no, not even in certain situations. I have, if I like you, I am definitely the aggressor. Um, and I do that because I have a, a rule in my life. I don't like regrets. Mm. And I live with the what if. So if I think he's attractive and I want to at least let him know that I think he's attractive, I do so and I do so right away. Um, how do you do that? What, what, what's your technique? So for perfect instance, going back to James. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, I saw him during a performance and going back to Irving, if you ever watch me perform, I am literally in a trance. I don't see nobody. Like, mm -hmm. I am there, but I'm totally not there. Right. And mm -hmm. so the day that I saw James for the first time, I was literally, like, dancing. And I remember just seeing black. And then all of a sudden, I saw this Bill Cosby sweater out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> was, Who is in this Bill Cosby sweater? And after I finished dancing, I literally walked up to him and I said, hey, I know this is a little forward, but are you gay? And he, <laughs> and he gave me the James look. And if you know James, then you know what that look is. And he was like, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I just have to tell you that I think that you are so cute and so handsome. And if you want to... I would really like your number. And that was pretty much it. And I think that I've kept that like from like this day forward. Like if a man is my type, and especially if he approaches me, I don't even usually let him like be the aggressor. I'm usually like, so do you want to go out? Um, and I allow him to like take me out. But like, I usually kind of like string things along because I don't like waiting. And <laughs> I'm so relationship oriented and I know exactly what the fuck I want. I don't have time for you to be piddle paddling trying to figure it out and trying to see if I like you. I'd rather you know that I like you from the jump so that if you're trying to just fuck, 
then one, you don't waste your time because you know that I'm not trying to just fuck. And then two, if you're trying to get into a relationship, you know that you can make those moves because I've already made it clear what I want. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's me. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak about me then. Uh, I... I uh, don't like to go up to people. I don't really approach people. Although, you know, I really don't. I don't. um, I'd rather check people out from afar and be like, ooh, girl, I can get it. Um, And that's kind of just kind of how I used to go about doing all that. Um, And I just, I don't know. I was just like, well, if someone's interested, then they'll say something. I am so completely oblivious to that. Like, unless you literally are, like, blowing me kisses or playing with your fly... I have no idea. I'm like, I just don't know what you want from me. I don't know. Do you need help peeing? Like, what? I don't get it. So I'm just like, give me a sign. Can can we just hold on? So you've actually considered someone playing with their fly as a move, let's fuck, or let's talk kind of move? Is that actually a thing? Is this a gay community thing? Um, I've had it happen to me plenty of times. (laughs) Okay. Child, these gay men don't care. These hoes ain't loyal. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. So, I definitely am not the type of person that'll go up to someone first and say, like, I want to talk to you. I want to go out on a date with you. No. I'm not that type of person. I'm really not. Um, and I'm, 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 just, I'm just not. But when, but when you do got something with me, you'll know. Because I'm always telling you how cute you are and how funny you are. I'm always giving compliments all the fucking time. And I'm always going out of my way to make sure that you don't wonder how I feel. So once you got me, you're not going to wonder if you got me. You're not going to wonder if I'm happy. You're not going to wonder if I'm upset with you. I'll just fucking tell you. I'll be like, look, bitch, I don't like what you did. And that's kind of pissing me off. So let's just not do that anymore. And <laughs> But not in that way, like in a loving way, like we'll talk about it. But I'm def I'm definitely the chased. I'm not the chaser. How about you, Emily? I mean, really thinking about it, I think I've been both. Um, I mean, you remember me in high school. If there was a guy that I liked, I would go out of my way. If he was coming down the hallway, I was in front of his ass before he even knew that I was not in front of his ass before that. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I really liked having that lunch period because we both had that same lunch period and I knew exactly where he used to sit. And I used to make sure I was around that table. And uh, I remember there was a couple of of music guys that I liked. And uh, my singing voice would always come out around them and they were playing the guitar and I would make a request. I always kind of flirted to kind of show... Hey, hi, here, open, me, available, you cute, let's talk. Then I've had the guys who approach me. Um, I've had more success with that than with the guys that I've approached. I don't know if it happened to be the guys that I approached that it was just not the time or they were not interested or whatever. So mm-hmm. maybe there might be a situation where if I approach a guy, he'll be like, you know what what's up you know i think some guys can respect that i was also mostly in high school when i did kind of go out of my way to show a guy that i liked him so i feel like that plays a factor because you know when you're in high school guys don't really respect that or like that and i feel like now that we're older maybe that's more of a thing that's possible like men will be like, okay, she likes me. She's talking to me. Let's let's get it popping. You know, let's talk. Let's start a thing. Um, 
I'm definitely not afraid to show you I like you. I would rather be chased mm -hmm. just because I feel like, especially for women, I think it's hard enough to read the signals with men. So it's kind of like, I really want you to, I really like you, but I really want you to throw out that net first because I do not want to fuck this shit up and mix a signal and get rejected. Yes. So right. I have chased, but not well. And I have been chased and been much more successful in that. Well, gay yeah. guys are, are like that, too, where it's like you're looking at each other, looking at each other, looking at each other, like, well, who's going to do something? I don't know. Is he gay? I don't really know. I don't know. You know, you go through this whole thing, and before you know you've already walked by him, and your chance is gone. Um, yeah. I would say if I'm trying to pursue you, I will find out. Your, I will find your name and then I'll find you on Facebook first and I will find out everything I need to know about you on Facebook and then I'll be like, I don't know your birthday. I don't know your social when I know it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. what, guys? <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. For legal know. purposes. I, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, that is a good question. Like, I think. Cool. <laughs> All right, well, that's, <laughs> that's tea time. Thank you, guys. Let's get into our little improv. We're going to do, we're going to bring out a new little segment with our Miami mommies. <coughs> Oi, chica, que pasa? How are you? I'm fine. I'm really fine. Like, mira, over here at this store, they got us working on this freaking Black Friday. Like, I'm going to sit over here and be happy about this. I was like, girl, look, if it's Black Friday, then I need to take my brown ass home because I don't want to be here. Shouldn't it be like a holiday for brown people? Like, Black Friday, black people take the Friday off. You know what I'm saying? Like That's what I'm saying. But, oh, God, we're going to have these bargain deals. Oh, here's a freaking customer now. Hi, welcome. What do you want? Hey, okay. So, is it true that you guys have, like, flat screens on sale? Oh, yeah, see, Mira, it's over there in the corner. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but... um. Are those your real nails? Like, are they supposed to be that long? Yeah, they're really this long. So, just in case I need to point to someone, but I don't want to get as close to them, yeah. I don't mean to be in your business, but, you know, how then do why you are... bathroom with those? I cannot. I cannot handle it. Girl, she's asking me all these Diane Sawyer one-on-one questions, and I'm just like, on your I, yeah, listen. I feel like I'm in an interrogation, like when my boyfriend stole that car, and I happened to be in the car with him, and I wasn't doing shit except driving the getaway car. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden, I'm getting a three, you know, what do they call that shit? A third-degree investigation issue? No, like, this is like Crime Watch Daily or fucking the first 48. You guys don't know how excited I am that you just said that. Okay, so I am trying to, you know, be like the new seven news girl. You guys just solidified the fuck out of me, okay? So, tell me. Okay, this gringa did not take her soul off this morning. She's not I okay. Mean, literally, Becky with the good crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. If you guys would just allow me to ask you a couple of questions about your culture, that would be awesome. Um, 
our oh, culture. Oh, She's assuming oh, that I'm not oh, She's assuming. Oh, hey, my culture? My culture. You want to you wanna ask some questions about my culture? How about numero uno? Don't ask me no freaking question about my culture. Thank you. Um, okay. So the second question, right? When I'm referring to you, I say negro, right? Oh, 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 oh no, she how did this turn from a flat screen to a flat out disrespect? I do not understand. I mean, honey, we ask for half off, not half the respect, okay? I, okay, uh, okay, because next question, right? So, plantain. She has more questions. She has more How questions. How do I cook plantain? Oh, the platanos. She wants to know how to cook the platanos. <sighs> What makes you assume that I eat platanos? Because I happen to not like platanos. Well, I mean, most of you people like them, right? Yo, mi yo, mi Ricardo. I cannot, I cannot. She just say you people. Did she really just say that, Shaquisha? She, Shaquisha, oh, Shaquisha's not here. She's our black coworker. She's not over here. But oh, listen, she really said it. Like, she, oh, oh my God, I wish Shaquisha was here so she can go over and educate this gringa. I know, my God. You know they're so good at that. Okay, I, I okay, okay. Just one more question, please, you guys. Please, this is really good. I need to take my lunch break, and you're really getting on my nerves. Okay, so when you guys come over, is it come on, a come over? Come over. Yeah, you know, like when you swim, like the banana. Oh, she did it. Oh, no, she did it. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. I did not come on a boat, okay? I came on a plane. I was in a box in the plane, but I came on a fucking plane. Okay? okay. I did not Pero, swim. I flew. Okay. No, 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 Tina. I actually came in a fucking boat. But listen, let me tell you something. Like, it was fine. Like, we had food. We had, like, freaking appetizers or whatever. Like, this is Miami, honey. Everybody came here from somewhere, and it's fine. Like, it's cultured. It's great. Like, you probably came from the white, snowy mountains of white land. I don't fucking know. Pero you are really pushing these questions. You come into our store asking about a TV, and now you want to ask us questions like we are on TV. Like, we're about to go on break. Hold on. Excuse me, customers. This store will be closing because of this rude ass bitch. Thank you. Security. Security. Take her away. Por favor. You know what? Fine. Fine. I don't want a flat screen from here anyway. Puta. Oh! Look at this bitch with her flat ass wanting a flat screen. Bye bye, gringa. Bye, puta. How the fuck does she read my tattoo? She actually said I, it I right. I don't understand. I don't oh, understand. No. We look so classy. We're working at such a nice company. That's what I'm saying. I think we're going to get fired, though, so we might have to find some place else we to go. We might have. We're going to have to work up our size or something. Yeah, know? that's fine. Okay, girl, let's go. Let's go on a break. We'll just, like, let, like okay. Attention, customers. We're going to go on break so you don't have to leave. It's okay. Um, If you want to buy something, just leave the money on the counter and we'll come back. If don't leave any freaking pennies because we're not counting that shit. Thanks. Well, that was an interesting episode. Those girls, they're just, they really, they're really interesting.
That just reminds me of home. Was something else. She was. She just really tried him. She really did. She tried I address you. I say, Negros. <laughs> See, the whole thing was my girl. She, she was a, she was a, she was a white, white Hispanic. Even though she's kind of dark, she believes she's white herself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so crazy. I love that show, Miami Mommies. Oh, it's so wonderful when it comes on. Hey, Hope, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, you really have been such a pleasure and really have shed so much light on, on so much that's going on. And you have brought hope with us today. Absolutely. Yay. All we need is hope. That's right. Um, can, where can the people find you? What do you have coming up next, maybe? Like, come on, push it. Let us know. So... I am actually going to be in California at USC on September the 14th through the 16th. And then after that, in November, I'll be at the HRC headquarters in D.C., November 13th through the 17th, um, doing a workshop about trans awareness, facilitating while trans. And I'll be leading their keynote speaking for that particular engagement, which is really awesome. Can't wait. Um, and those are my only two right now that I can actually discuss. The rest of them are still, like, in process. And you know how it is with the coin. So, can't yeah. really about that. Um, yeah. But you can find me on social media everywhere. Like, literally everywhere at Hope Disguise. Like, type it in on any social media forum and you will find me. I pop up on all of them. Um, if you want to desperately find me on Facebook, you can still type in Hope Disguise, but Hope Giselle will be the link to my direct page. I have two of them. If one of them is full, send an invite to the other one. I check both of them, not faithfully, but I check both of them. Um, and so, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. All right. Thank you. Emily, where can the people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Emmy, E-M-I underscore G. 0327 and on Facebook at Emily Gonzalez. Thank you. People can find me. Stop. People can find me um, on Instagram at Irving Green LA, Twitter, Irving Green LA, um, Facebook, The Irving Green Show, YouTube, Irving Green. Uh, just so much green for you. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, check out T Talk on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, check out our Patreon. We've got a lot of cool things on there. Um, and yeah, it's been such a wonderful episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again to Hope for joining us. Yes, Hope, um, we loved it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys for being serious. I love you. I absolutely yeah. love you too, dear. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Want to join in on the talk? Leave us a voicemail at 213-761-8864. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Tea Talk. Spill the tea in a new tea or mug. Head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash tea talk. Show us some love. Support the show. And we got you with some exclusives, baby, at patreon.com slash tea talk. Thanks for listening. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.